Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 236. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And once again, thanks so much for the donations. Continue to support. It goes a long way to help our ministry. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey. You know, I'm a spiritual guy, and this stuff is important to me. I don't get to talk about it at work or anywhere, but I get encouraged with the word pastors. But what really helps me is talking with regular guys, spiritual guys that are out there slugging it out, meeting daily challenges just like me. And that's why we are here and we're on this No Church Answers Tour and glad that you've joined us. And because of that, our half-hour TV show, No Church Answers, is airing on Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. on WYGA-TV Atlanta and soon to be available 24-7 on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com. And, of course, our podcasts are available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And you know where you found us. <laughs> and we're on Facebook. This is so awesome. Uh, we are, and believe it or not, this is part two of Samson. So this is total. Did you do that again? Samson. <laughs> the Hebrew uh, playboy. That's right. And it's my privilege to introduce to you our Awesome panel, starting with a former world-class policy writer, but a current professional gambler. He is our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Steve! Hello! And he is a former prosecutor, but he's an attorney. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hey, Bill. Hey, Mike. guys. And he is a world-class corporate trainer, kind of the group theologian, probably going to lead us again on this particular subject, and we call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Hello, Robert. Hey, Robert. Roll the sleeves up. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a salesman and contractor, and the reason why I am is because I'm a writer, indie filmmaker, and I need to make money so I can pay for my indie filmmaking and uh, <laughs> and writing. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to, I'm just going to go right to you, uh, Professor, and talk about, uh, about Samson uh, Part 1. Yeah, so we are discussing everyone's favorite Old Testament biblical character, and in, in reality, let, let's be real, we like certain parts of the Samson story. Um, we're going to talk about one of the parts tonight that we like, and, and it's funny because we like the second part, but not the first part. And last week, we really talked a lot about how we got to the point where we are. Samson was a Nazarite from birth. He decided he wanted a Philistine woman, um, played the game with the his 30 bridesmen. Um, his wife got given to his best man. He tied a bunch of boxes together, ran them through the thing, took the jawbone of a donkey, killed a thousand people. And let's be real. 
there's only one story anybody wants to ever talk about when it comes down to Samson, and we're going to talk about it tonight. But I would encourage you, if you have not done so, go back and listen to Podcast 235 last week, Samson Part 1. It's on Judges 13 through 15. You know, we read excerpts of that. I would really encourage you, go listen to that, because it really kind of sets up, because we're looking at kind of an overarching theme with Samson as we look at it. And so with that, I'm going to go back to you, Bill. Excellent. And I'm going to go ahead and we've got... You're probably going to get sick of me, but uh, a couple of uh, scripture readings, and this is the first one. This is from Judges 16, 1 through 3. Once Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute and went into her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. So they circled around and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They kept quiet all night thinking, let us wait until the light of the morning, then we will kill him. But Samson lay only until midnight. Then at midnight, he rose up, took hold of the doors of the city gate, and the two posts pulled them up, bar and all, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that is in front of Hebron. (laughs) So let's, let's set the scene just a little bit, and then we can have some fun discussion. Um, so Gaza is literally Gaza City, as it is now, pretty much the same location, um, probably a smaller city, of course. So it's down on the coast. Hebron is up in the hill country. Um, these gates that they talk about, um, found a nice article, and see if we can get Steve to link it when he puts the show notes out there. It's a very interesting scientific article that discussed how big were these gates. And depending on how exactly they were constructed. They were made of cedar, covered in bronze, the whole nine yards, anywhere between 10,700 pounds and 21,000 pounds. So a little, little bit of heft. Yeah, but I think the him. message of well, this... Well, it's funny, though, because, because he doesn't just lift them up. He carries them 40 miles uphill. So, okay, now you can go with the message because now we can talk. The That's message is two that. things. Number one... You didn't outsmart me. I got up at midnight. I'm an early riser. He's really I knew it. I, I knew what was happening. And number two, you are not secure. Your city gates are up on the hill. So you might want to post a guard. So he was sending a message. <laughs> oh, not only well, the that. The funny thing was, was, why did he need to pick up the gates? Well, 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 cedar he really need to. He can he can kill all of them. Cedar cedar was the copper of its time. He took it to yeah. Hebron. No, but um, the the I think the point is now the Philist the Philistines realize they're not going to beat this guy by overpowering him. And I think that's that's I think that's what the story sets up. This is right. This well, I take it is not the story that everybody wants to hear about. But, but, but okay, it, okay, it sets but what's to come up. I want to I want to back up to the to, before the gates. Mm-hmm. First of all, why was he there in the city? You know, seriously, you well, know, he, just, he, they had to know who he was at that point. And well, then, they did. And then, That's and why then, they came and then, him. And then number two. You're well, not, here, you're here not the go. bad boy if, at home. Right. Yeah, but, but yeah, if, okay. If, and, and I think that's a good, Bill, that's a good, there was, and, and please don't go political on me. Please don't. 
But there were stories of Bill Clinton that there was the Hope, Arkansas Bill Clinton, and there was the Hot Springs Bill. Mm. I, and and two different. Uh-huh. And so I think it, you know, I'm not home, so I can do what I want to. Because notice, he didn't just go to Gaza and hang out. He goes to Gaza with a purpose with in the mind. Purpose. <laughs> yes, but but, I'll t- but I'll, I I think uh, Bill Clinton aside, I'll, 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 I right. think also right. this. Right. I, now and, now I was talking about we, two different personalities. We, somewhere. yeah, That's we. Why but but it's that. a good point. It's a good point because you know, yeah, he seems to really go down to Philist- Philistine. Is his Vegas there? What stays in Gaza? What go? What what happens in Gaza stays in Gaza. But but. But really, beyond that, now, if, if you, those who haven't listened to it, last week, we, we, really, we really took what we would say a revisionist approach to studying Samson last week. And, and we talked about some things that were not all that flattering and how, how it's interesting he got left out of the judges study we did that we did in for the Sunday school I, here. We I, picked I think up here. it's because they didn't want to touch and, it. And, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. But, got but where I'm going with this is that I think also part of this, the message is being sent both in a good way and a bad way, particularly because Samson had an ego. Samson was at a point where he could go anywhere he wanted, do any way, do anything he wanted. It, it was like the old joke. Where does, you know... Where does the 300-pound gorilla sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere, Anywhere he, he wants. wants. That's yeah. the joke. Okay, let me, yeah. 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 Let, let, me back to, let me go yeah. back a couple yeah. comments. For, oh, we threw. Go sorry, ahead. Steve. I didn't mean to, go okay. ahead, Mike. Let me go back a couple comments. Uh, Robert made uh, last podcast, folks. And, and, and remember, we have all set this up. Go back to last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to what we're talking about. That this guy was called a god before he was ever born. And so mm-hmm. the question here, and what I want to put to you, and we talked about this thoroughly last week, but I want to remind you folks of one thing. What does Samson know about this? What does he know about himself? And it's very much the same thing. Robert warned us, he says, he said in the last podcast, when you serve the Lord, do not take personally the things that will happen to you. And, uh, and Steve Bill said that Samson had no choice as to serving God. He shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. He cannot drink wine. He cannot eat unclean food. It must be kosher. He cannot eat food of pagans. That was not kosher. He cannot eat with pagans, for that matter. He cannot be around unclean things. He cannot touch dead animals or people. Fellowship with pagans. He cannot socialize with them. He cannot have sex with pagan prostitutes. He cannot have sex with a woman who is in her period. He cannot cut his hair. And there are many, many more Old Testament rules and regulations in Leviticus that tell us what he can't do. Samson knows he's called to God. And I truly believe that what we're going to see happen to him, and Bill's going to continue with the scripture of this, and guys will comment on this, is that I, I permanently believe he messed up because he was impatient and did not wait for the Lord to guide him. When to start, which we've been alluding to, guys, right? Okay, that, that's well, the other. Well, it, and, and I think it's always interesting because Mike Mike just did a really good thing for us. He set up all the stuff that Samson wasn't quote unquote supposed to, to do. do. Right. How many of those did he not do? And what one thing did he tie to? This is why I'm strong. Well, he did all of them, didn't he? No, he, <laughs> the one thing he didn't do, and we'll see, is cut his hair. Yeah. Now, yeah. now oh, before, oh, you, okay. before you go to the I, I do want to bring up this because that's, that's an important connection. Yeah. Right. We'll this follow that. But the, 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 the gates, which, uh, you know, five to ten tons carried, this, you know, again, we, we, we got to look at why it's there. 
and that is that is supernatural strength. Oh, the, the, the putting putting that in the way it is, and and the story, you know, it isn't that this was made up in you know a, a couple of hundred years ago. The the, the sources for this go back three thousand years almost the, to to about the time of David, and so so this was in there to begin with. So even a reader at that time would be going, "Wow, this is you know this 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 Herc beyond Hercules," but it's clearly the author's intention to sh- show that this strength isn't just what he was born with. This this is a true gift from God, reflecting of the, of course, the, the, well, the gifts we have. But this, this is, of course, unmagnified onto a to a heroic level. And it is a heroic level. And we're going to go ahead and take our first break. Break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And well, welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. This is the podcast, unlike the TV show, uh, podcast number 236. <laughs> we are talking about Samson. This is our second one. So if, if uh, you want to get up to snuff on what we're talking about, uh, that is podcast number 235. And what I wanted to say before I got into the uh, scripture is that uh, he had so much street cred that he could go across the street from the Crips to the Bloods and not worry about it. Understand that. He was a bad man. And he knew it. And you know what? Everybody else did too. And and I, I think there's a little bit of an arrogance there that, that comes along mm-hmm. because now not only is he mm-hmm. just going and doing he's gonna I'm gonna go and everybody everybody who's a ruler of the mm-hmm. Philistines had to know who Samson was at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I'm sure he walks in the gate and I'm sure the captain of the guard at the gate is going, you have got to freaking be kidding me. Oh, yeah. He, he just literally walked <laughs> in here. <laughs> right. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read this. This is the second reading of this podcast, and uh, it's Judges 16, 4 through 22. After this, he fell in love with a woman in the Valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The lords of the Philistines came to her and said to her, coax him and find out what makes his strength so great. So and how we may overpower him so that we may bind him in order to subdue him. And we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. 
So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes your strength so great and how you could be bound so that one could subdue you. Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that are not dried out, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. Then the Lord of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried out, and she bound him with them. While men were lying in wait in the inner chamber, she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings as a strand of fiber snaps when it touches the fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you could be bound. He said to her, If they bind me with new robes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson, the men lying in wait in the inner chamber. But he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you could be bound. He said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web and make it tight with the pin, then I shall become weak and be like anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into a web and made them tight with the pin. Then she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pin, the loom, and the web. Then she said to him, How could you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me three times now and have not told me what makes your strength so great. Finally, after she had nagged him with her words day after day and pestered him, he was tired to death. So he told her his whole secret and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, then my strength would leave me. I would become weak and be like anyone else. When Delilah realized that he had told her the whole secret, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, This time come up, for he has told his whole secret to me. The lords of the Philistines came upon her and brought the money in their hands. She let him fall asleep on her lap, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. He began to weaken, and his strength left him. Then she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. When he awoke from his sleep, he thought, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had left him. So the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes. They brought him down to Gaza, bound him with brown shackles, and he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. So, uh, Valley of Echel, Shekel, sorry, the Valley of Sorak is actually kind of between the tribe of Dan and the area of the Philistines, so it's kind of in a valley that's between the two. So probably Delilah was a Philistine, just FYI. And by the way, it says each one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. There were five cities of, of the Philistines. So in my interpretation of this, 
She doesn't get eleven hundred pieces oh, of silver. She gets fifty-five hundred. She gets fifty-five hundred. That's yeah. that's the price. That's the price on his head right yeah. now. I mean, yeah, that's enormous. That's yeah, that the, that's, huge that's how, okay. That's how it shows you how badly. If, they want if you to took it in today's dollars, just you know, mm-hmm. an ounce of silver traded today at twenty-three twenty-eight. If each one of those was mm-hmm. one ounce, it would be roughly one hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. I think it was even much so. more in that. Yeah, right. wait, that back was, then yes. it would have been considered much right. more. I, I'm going totally today's mm-hmm. prices, but, mm-hmm. you yes, know. Yeah. <laughs> but you can imagine, yeah. though, how Samson, he was just playing around for a while. And then it finally got serious, and Delilah was nagging him. And I could just absolutely imagine that. Sometimes even the heroes get worn down. Well, that show left. That shows his weak point. I mean, yeah, you can no. I, I mean, I, I mean, we saw it earlier. That seems to be a problem with him. He can be nagged. We saw that happen with his with his first, first wife, wife, first wife, and the yes, the riddle exactly. he posed, yep. and she finally wore him down. And I don't know if word got around, nonetheless, or and yeah, he he toys with them. In 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 you know we're going to just he doesn't shut him down exactly yeah. he plays and, with him and for some reason he gives it away and maybe that's where the arrogance comes in because now now here's here's what I'll throw out because you know you read the this is you know you read the story you're familiar with for for all your life was it really there or was it God I mean we, we, the, the the scripture specifically <laughs> gives us two instances. The hair is cut, but when Samson tries to fight back, the Lord had left him. <laughs> I think. Go ahead, Mike. You want me go, go, go for it. Okay. Yeah. That and Robert raises. You guys have raised this too. Uh, why is it? Why is the hair so important? Versus drinking wine, versus eating all the unclean stuff, which he probably did in all the previous chapters and the the wedding that he had with his previous wife. Um, and even the sex with the uh, the prostitute and such, uh, I I think the strength or the covenant was in the hair. The reason being is you knew a right when you saw him because of their hair, right, guys? I, I, but I, that I'm going to I disagree. Uh, you see, here okay. I'm going to I'm going to say this now. You're you're, you're on, on the externality. You're right, but I'll say internally with Samson. He put his faith, Samson did, in the vow, not God. Yep. That if, you know, and, and we know that he broke just about every vow but that one. So naturally, it must be the one that's giving me the strength. That's that, I think, that's, that's I think, his rather it, crooked it, it, reasoning in this. It's a thought. Well, <laughs> and, and it, it goes back to what you just said. And, and it goes back to, you know, something I've talked about over and over and over and over again is you put your faith in some external thing, Mm. some rule that you're following, and then when you don't follow it, you don't get the opportunity to really understand, oh, my God, I failed no matter what. Now, in Samson's credit, we'll we'll find out it doesn't turn out all bad. Well, all bad. We'll leave it at that. But he... He literally, I, I, I think it was the external sign, Mike, like you said. But 
It was a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, and I, I think that's the I think I think that's <laughs> the one thing. The the one thing we know about God is God is faithful. God said that I am going to use Samson to deliver my people from the Philistines. And I'm sure God is up there looking at Samson going, dude, seriously, the lion, <laughs> the tempting, you're supposed to lead. One of my biggest well, things with Samson is you are supposed to lead the Israelites, not go do it all yourself. I think there's a, a main uh, theme here that we can uh, point out to every man. Men like challenges. The man who is dominant at everything is bored. Yes. He does not, it, that is not challenged. That's why you see so many then men that are uber successful in their field doing something that one would think is totally out of character. Why? Because there is a distinct possibility that they'll fail. And that gives them excitement. And that, I think, is what Samson is. Have you ever seen a guy restore a car? I had a friend of mine who restored a car. Beautiful paint job. And then you know what he did? Took a little bit of primer and put it on the quarter panel. Why? I don't want people to think I'm finished. How many guys do you know like that? I know a ton of them. I, they're super successful in one area, and yet they take the stumbling block and place it right in front of themselves just so they have the opportunity to fail. Well, and, and I think Samson also illustrates something. And if you have not had a chance, go listen to The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. It's another podcast that I, I will recommend. Um, the author of that podcast, when he talks about Mark Driscoll, says Mark Driscoll is a prime example of a group of pastors, celebrity pastors, whose charisma exceeded their character. And I think that is very much a Samson trait. I think his charisma exceeded his character to, to an extent. I think he did, he got, like you said, Bill, and, and, and another example like you just talked about is the kid that makes straight A's in high school that never studies. And he gets to college and it's holy crap. Some men just go to pieces. Yeah. Some men yeah. just go to and 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 they can't. You know what? Whoa! Like, <laughs> see, that's why it's great. I've been a pretty mediocre my whole life, so I've got plenty you of. I got short. I got plenty of. Fa- I got plenty of failure that uh, failure experience. Well, so. and, but but okay. So here's my question. I'm gonna poll the panel. This is a poll oh. the panel moment. How many of you have been told that have been taught this in the past where Delilah is the temptress? Steve? I have. Mike? Have I been taught that? Yeah. Or heard it, heard it presented or taught that way? I don't remember, but I believe she is. Okay. No, no question about oh, okay. it. Okay, I got there. I mean, Bill? No question about it. I was taught that. But I absolutely don't believe that. Yeah, and and yes, I, I have. No I, question I was about talk, it. Matter of fact, I can tell you the very first time I said when we were talking about Samson, and I said, "Oh, you mean Samson, the Hebrew playboy?" Mm-hmm. Was right after somebody mm-hmm. had taught that 
and the pastor I said that to about came unglued. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I, well, I think well, we should talk about it because you always come up with a good case. Because, first of all, we're not told she's a temptress. We, 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 she seems to have hooked up with Samson, and then I think she proved more loyal to her nation than to Samson. Um, and in some, to some extent, maybe who could blame her, but it's a classic. It's a, it, she, it doesn't even appear she was set up. In advance. Oh, I agree. I agree. But yeah, but yeah. but yeah, was she was she did she use all her wiles on him? Definitely. But she 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 did not. I, I don't think she was set out in. Um, I don't either. And 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 um, th- that she's that that she was really a temptress. He fell in love with her. I agree. And with that, we're gonna take our break. We will be right back. This is Man Up Podcast Number Two Thirty Six. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church leaders. leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. All right, and we're back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. This is the podcast, not the TV show, uh, which is called No Church Answers. And we are talking about uh, Samson and probably more importantly this point in time, Delilah. Yeah, and, and I did that little poll because, like, like I said, I'm, I have heard it taught in the past that she was 100% at fault here, that this was one of those... She 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 put on the little seductive Philistine outfit and hooked him and got him to come be with her and then I, I, I'm kind of with That's you. That's not the story. The story is no, the deception. I, I agree. The totally. story is the deception. Totally he, there's probably that. several Delilahs. This is the one that got, got him. Well, he was looking for. Her. He was out looking for. Her. Yes. It wasn't her right. that stood out there with the red light on right. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was looking it for was no next. question about it. <laughs> you notice there's no no other information and that's, about that's her. what takes you back to the because the Philistines realized they are not they're going to have to go a different strategy here. They and can't so they go they out. go through in they they go me a big spy novel fan they go through intelligence. We're right. we're going to find out really what his weakness is. And we're going to do it in a classic way. Do uh, it with a woman. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, I don't think they need to find his weakness. Because mm-hmm. I don't, don't think <laughs> his weakness was exactly what uh-huh. you just said. Mm-hmm. Has Mike likes to, like to said, he was a skirt chaser. Well, and, no. And that, they knew, they knew they could get him with that. That's what I think. Well, the... It wasn't a weakness. That was his habit, and <laughs> yeah, that was his okay, habit, and he was and he was doing it there. And they knew him, so it's nothing that he was doing that they weren't aware of. What they got lucky with is with Delilah, they got someone who would be persistent, and that's kind of I mean the underlying story here of how men, I mean. <laughs> Are are able to, I mean, be taken 
by a woman that she wanted the information. He obviously cared enough about her that he continued to respond. So it, she was more than just a prostitute. She had a, a relationship with him because he kept giving her more information. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't do that to someone that you mm -hmm. didn't necessarily care about or didn't plan on seeing again. Well, well I, I hate to say it, but guys, if y'all have ever stumbled across porn, there's some really beautiful women doing it. So if we're mm -hmm. talking about a prostitute, I think she's a great actress. <laughs> but, but it doesn't <laughs> say no, no, it doesn't. No, no. I, and he wow. went to her and she loved on him. And that's what men are looking for, especially after his wife was killed and taken mm -hmm. away and given away by her. He was in a vacuum somewhat. Because I get this point that, that he was in a vacuum when he went down to Gaza. He this 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 guy had a lot of wild oats, and he was sowing them all right. over. You think the he has too much testosterone? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and and Delilah, but I'm not. I Delilah may have been a prostitute. She doesn't. She doesn't seem to have a family or anything. Exactly. She, there there are things there are things to believe that, and she's obviously very beautiful. Um, and she and, and you know, and house. he is the superstar. He's the superstar. On top of that, he's you know. So she much. This is they the, all knew it. They that, all knew it. This but is the woman is, that chases Jeff Bezos. Yes, and she or, is or Elon but, Musk. But and so so yep. we can, in in some ways, if you're if you're if you're rooting for if you're on the Philistine side, Philistine side, Philistine side, um, you you could view her as somewhat of a hero and loyal to the cause, um, because. Samson was a real enemy of the Philistines. He was he was burning down their fields. He ripped off the he, he left their city wide open. They they needed to get rid of this guy, and they really do. They really you know they're gonna they're gonna torture him and everything. Um, so 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 I'm saying I'm saying she wasn't question. a temptress. She was I agree with it. She was not she was not as much a temptress as she was though a loyal. Philistine and and did what more loyal to more loyal to her country well, than, than I, I don't than know him. if she was loyal to the country or loyal, or loyal to the cash. to the, to the, to the silver there, there, yes. there she 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 got a she got a nice payment mm -hmm. yes. yes well and well and the other the other part about it is remember the Philistines killed his first wife and their family mm -hmm. after he mm -hmm. did one of his deeds because they were angry mm -hmm. that they had brought this on them you know so I mean this is one of the deals where so second second question. Why did they just not kill him? They couldn't. Oh, oh, here after they had him. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the old, you know, James Bond. Let, let's think let me, up. Let uh, me tell you my evil plan. <laughs> let's, let's 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 keep him around. Let's display our our well. Our well that that is that, that is yes. part of it. Yeah, yes, I um, mean, that's a big part of it. I, I agree. I mean, but I mean, because they they they, they march him back. I, I don't think this is this is pointed. They blind him and then, you know, prob probably tie him to a horse or an animal and drag him back blind to Gaza. And, and you know, along the way, they are, <laughs> we caught him. This is, this is our, this is our we Saddam moment. Guy. This is our, this is our Bin Laden moment here. We are going to make the most of it. And, and they, they, so they act, they, they humiliate him. They don't just. That's I think that's an answer to your question. 
He's just, he's, he's not. He, he's th- too good of a prize. They, yes. They need to make a statement about this. <laughs> but yes. But okay. Yeah. yeah, you want, yeah. Uh, and now with that, we're going to go ahead and do, this is the final reading and it's Judges uh, 1623 through 31. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered to offer a great sacrifice to their God, Dagon, and to rejoice. For they said, our God has given Samson, our enemy, into our hands. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God has given our enemy into our hands, the ravager of our country, who has killed many of us. And when their hearts were merry, they said, Call Samson and let him entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. Made him, they made him stand between the pillars. And Samson said to the attendant who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars on which the house rests so that I may lean against them. Now the house was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, Lord God, remember me and strengthen me only this once. O God, so that with this one act of revenge, I may pay back the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right hand on the one, his left hand on the other. Then Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. He strained with all of his might, and the house fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So those he killed at his death were more than those he had killed during his life. Then his brothers and all his family came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Ashtal in the tomb of his father Manoah. He had judged Israel 20 years and you know when i read that when i was doing the show prep i mean robert and steve the producer you guys were just awesome but it kept it reminded me of remember back in i guess maybe the 70s and the 80s there was a t-shirt with a mouse standing with its back and it had its finger up and there's this big eagle Mm -hmm. coming in with its claws out and it says last act of defiance (laughs) and i thought of samson at that moment you know there comes a time when dude it's over as a man and you realize it's over and he had one one chance to make a statement and it was going to kill him too but you know what the statement was that big i'm doing it i'm taking them out Uh, but i think uh, where we're going with this i think this is one honest you might say act of supplication and it's a it's a sacrificial it's it's sacrificial it's it's you know somewhere on youtube is cecil b demille's version of this and and you've probably seen it especially if you've been in catholic school the, it, the, the clip is shown over and over. It's spectacular, even for about a 70-year-old movie now. It's still spectacular by, uh, by today's standards. Um, but anyway, here's, here's this, this final act of supplication, of sacrifice, that is, and, and, and prayer to the Lord, but it takes Samson being laid very low to the point where he's 
brought out as the entertainment. And the other point, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll ask if the, uh, the professor here, there, there is a certain significance that this is happening in the Temple of Dagon. Yeah, da- so <laughs> Dagon was the primary god, and he, we'll say Dagon again if you study First Samuel. He's the one who they bring the ark in and, and they find but, the idol. But who idol was Dagon god of? He, he, he's the god of the sea. He's he, Mesopotamia. He's the, he's the god he's of, no, but, but Dagon, well, well yeah. specifically to the Philistines, he was the god of wheat. Wheat. Oh, that's in right. Fact, that's Dagon right. In, 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 in Hebrew means wheat. wheat. So you have, you have them, you have, you, first of all, then that adds more significance to the fact that Samson burned up the wheat crop. Wheat crop yep. caused um, the famine. So, so here he is in the temple of the god of wheat well, or harvest. And, and I think and, it's important to note, what city was he in? He was in Gaza again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and, and it's the lords of the Philistines. So basically, remember the Philistines, they weren't really a country like we think about mm-hmm. them. They were a confederation of five cities. These are probably, I talked about it last week, Greek... Macedonian some people alluded maybe they're the leftover Trojans after the Trojan War that have ended up there they are not native they have come in they're warlike they're a different culture and they actually disappear from the record at some point so they come in and they do their thing and so they're they're the the, they capture them and bring them to Gaza and the ones that did it evidently were Gaza, and they say, hey, we're going to have a party with Samson. By the mm-hmm. way, if you if you type in YouTube, Samson, bring down the temple, you get the clip Steve's mm-hmm. talking about in YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have the capability, and Samson does, to really recognize. And like you said, and, and I think this is part of the lesson here with Samson being such a tragic figure, is that he literally has to get knocked all the way down and and I almost in my study I didn't get to do as much of this as I want to but at some point I'll go back and we'll revisit Samson I really want to see how the Jewish scholars taught Samson and talked about him because we try to fit him into our Sunday school box we talked about this and it's all about Samson the great hero and his hair and he carried the gates off and if he had only not cut his hair, he'd have been fine. There, there is, Samson is such a tragic figure in my mind. That, I think that gets you, redemption at the end here. But, you know, there's, there's, so it gives tragic. us the opportunity to recognize tragic figures. It, it does. Because, and I th- honestly, I kind of think that we're in the middle of seeing a tragic figure at the moment. Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, uh, part of the royal family, thought of and was awesome all those years. Now the sexual assault. Talk about a guy who got bored. (laughs) And when you live in a bubble, when you live in a bubble like that, and that that's the that's whether it's whether it's affluence or undeserved influence, it's having stuff that you never earned. Prince Andrew was born into royalty, and he wears all those medals. And you look at him, and if you've ever been in the military, I have one stripe, (laughs) one cloth stripe. And I guarantee I did a hell of a lot more than he did with all those chests full of medals. 
And that's why you look at him and you go, dude, you get what you deserve. And I think there's a fair amount of people that looked at Samson, the Philistines, that thought that too. Oh, he did. He did do stuff. <laughs> he, well, I, um, I, I, right. I, he he's a tragic figure in the sense that I'm going to compare him to somebody else we've talked about, Saul, who had everything given to him on one level and was thought of as a big guy and a great leader and blah, 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 but literally didn't know how to handle that fame and didn't know how to handle all of this because he refused to put himself in check. Most people don't know, part of what made Billy Graham Billy Graham was Billy Graham put men around him that kept him in check. And if Billy Graham had done a third of the stuff of some of these, I'm going to say off-the-wall crazy pastors had done. Billy Graham, his, his group that put him in check, his board, as it were, would have waylaid him because he deliberately put people on there who weren't his yes-men, who weren't, in, in, in business, we call this bobbleheads. You know, and the worst thing that can happen to a CEO is appoint all his buddies to be on the board with him because then he ends up with a bunch of bobbleheads that just sit there and nod yes to everything he wants to do. One of the things I continually, I would do in projects, I will always find, if, if I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of people agreeing with everything going on, I find a friend and I plan him on the project and I tell him, I need you to do me a favor. He said, what? Disagree with everything I say. Mm -hmm, yeah. He said, what if it's good? I said, just disagree with it anyway and put logical arguments because that way we don't get groupthink going on. And I think Samson refused to put himself in check. But then he got, God checked him. Boy, did God mm -hmm. check him. <laughs> but I think at the end, he got redemption. And I, I think ultimately, you have to look at a man by the totality of their work. Because while there's still, a man is still alive and still able to exercise his free will there's still a chance for them to redeem themselves see and i think i think we as men as in christians we may not have been perfect yesterday but the mere fact that we're trying and we're still out there there still is an opportunity to make a, a quality decision and a positive difference um. I'm going to go back to, to Mike because he said something last week I think that's, that, that plays into exactly what happens here. Remember you were talking about the Nazarite vow and we read that, that John the Baptist and uh, perhaps it was John the Baptist, maybe Samuel and Samson were the only ones who were lifelong Nazarites from birth. Right. Now, now with Samson we're going to put an asterisk because remember you talked about when the, the, the usual way of Nazarite was to do it for a while. Then you cut your hair and got reconsecrated. It stopped. You were a Nazarite. But when, when, you, when you cut your hair, you stopped being a Nazarite. And if you wanted to go back, you got reconsecrated. Re re That's exactly what happens here. Yes. He, he, yes. he is reconsecrated at this moment when he brings. He, and it's, it's a renewal. Like you're saying, it's right. it's his redemption. So in a way, he puts all that flawed time as a as a nominal Nazarite, right? 
and that is shorn with the hair, and which may or may not have been the source of his strength anyway. And, but it, he 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 becomes he 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 becomes humble, and you know how many times we've talked about it before. Turns to God when he hits bottom. Truly turns to God, <coughs> not for the occasional glass of water. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And how many and how many men do that? Uh, and and fall all the way down. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. And 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 it literally and and how, how about this? There's even worse. There are men who fall and fall all the way, and don't realize this. Prince Andrew's a good example. Uh, Death by despair. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be uh, pretty interesting because if he was Samson, he would uh, <laughs> let's say he would relinquish his uh, royalty. And he would accept whatever uh, sentence or whatever that he had. Um, whereas I predict this one, he's going to fight and lie and do whatever he can. He's going to hide behind you know, and, and he's going to hide hide doing. in a castle. Yep. You, you know, it may be as simple as this. We we, we really haven't addressed this too much, but uh, it could be as simple as Solomon. When 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 he takes over and when he comes, uh, becomes a man in in chapter fourteen, it starts out. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines, and prior to that, in verse twenty four and twenty five of chapter thirteen, so the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. The child grew and the Lord blessed him. That tells me he knew who God was. But I'm inferring that. And then verse 25 says, And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahana Dan, which you read, between Zorah and Eshel. Somewhere in there, his testosterone and <laughs> took over his brain. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the, he went down to Philistia to find a girl. Now, this, how many times have we seen this? Solomon did it with 700 wives. David did it with Bathsheba. There are so many po- political figures today, which you just mentioned. And pastors. Prince Andrew, right? And pastors. And pastors who set out to please the Lord, who set out, they know the Bible, they know the rules at, at basic minimums, and then their desire for what is it? sex, I guess, however you want to put it. It's, it's very simple. Their desire for sex and and, and thinking about it takes hold so strongly that it turns them away from the uh, the uh, the vision that they have or the the direction they have, and and we see it on TV. We see it constantly, and it could be that simple that that turned Samson away from following God until he had, to, and then when he had no chance to have that anymore, he turned his focus back to God while he was being. Uh, the the uh, slave or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it yeah. in front of the uh, the the Philistines. Well, yeah, and, and we see that time and time again. There was over a and over again. pastor, yes. City of Hope is the church here in Houston, and their senior pastor, resi- quote unquote, resigned this week uh, because he was caught having an affair, not with a church member, but with another woman. Um, there's another woman who has done lots of women's teaching. And it's not Beth Moore, so, but it's another lady who she left her husband because he 
is addicted to porn and she gave him a chance to leave and he couldn't clean it up and uh-huh. it, it's one of those things where Samson is a good character study for men because he shows us that we're all fallible and we all need to put ourselves in check um, I, I refer to a lot of times in talent development I'll tell people one of the one of the key things you need to know in life is you need to be smart enough to realize how stupid you are Steve comes <laughs> to it you Robert, need to let's know. Let's talk about what you just yeah. said. Mm-hmm. You have to be smart what, enough to know how many men cannot because they're addicted to porn, right, or something else, or they have left their their testosterone control their lives. What do they do? I know there was we can close out with that, but but what does a man do who is not capable of controlling his lust? I, I think some of it is you. You got to take Joseph's approach, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Joseph fled, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or you got to, or, you know, we, we, we talked on multiple occasions, uh, David and Bathsheba, I'd have to go get the podcast number off the top of my head. Go look it up. If you type in David and Bathsheba, I guarantee you'll find it. it. It's one of our better podcasts. But he, David's problem was, as Bill said, he was bored, and he looked, and then he kept looking. Yes. I, I'm going to yes. to to, to yeah. answer your question. I think yes, I please. think it's part like any other addiction. You have to admit you have it. Yep. That it has control of you. Absolutely. And and yes. with things like porn, which are which are a little more psychological or emotional than than substance, it's still the same thing. I mean, there's there's a, there is a group called Covenant Eyes out there. Yep. Um It's yeah. but and they're an accountability group. So sure. you, you've got to start by saying. I have this addiction, I have this problem, I can't control it, which is hard for men to do, but that's hard for any, any addiction, yes, it but is. it's the first, as they, as everyone, as they know, long time, it's the first step. But with, with something like, um, like pornography or, you know, un, you know, prostitution or, or you can't, uh, you, you have to, you have to like the Catholic prayer, you just have to try first to avoid the nearest occasion. So put up blockers. You can, you know, put up the blockers on your on your modem and your whatever, so you don't go there. I'm just just these these are the things you go to there. You go to the Covenant Eye site, and and they'll 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 give yeah. you starters. But they do they say you got to go beyond simply that and partner up. Yeah. And and well, and it, um, accountability, and then it's it's also like you said. I, th- I think it's number one. It's it's like everything else. You have to admit you have a problem, and and I think the biggest problem most men have, literally, is they can't admit they have a problem, mm-hmm. yes, and they sir. struggle with it, and they rationalize it, and and I think we saw this with, with David. I think we've seen this time mm-hmm. and time again, you know, as we've talked about Saul and David mm-hmm. and Solomon. That they they just rationalized mm-hmm. away everything and, they and, were doing. And and our, first of all, the thing is, it's also they're they're it's a it's very dicey because a certain dimension of our culture thinks pornography is a great thing and thinks it's healthy and thinks it's oh yes. well it's not a problem. Now, now what's what's what is interesting is that every now and then, I mean, and sadly, the church cannot never. Christians can never get traction every now and then but just to show you how persistent it is every now and then the left feminist side comes in and says this is dehumanizing and demeaning and there may be hot enough for a few months get a few articles out there 
but they go away. So even, but they get a little more respect, you might say, from, but, but at, the, at the end of the day, the, the culture basically sees, sees no problem with it. And so therefore, if you're addicted to porn, you can go into plenty of circles where you will be reinforced that, man, you've got no problem here. You know, don't listen to that. Pornography is great. Here, here's some more. And, and you also have, and, and this is something unique more to this generation, and, and we've ended up down a rabbit hole, mm-hmm. which I yes. think is good because. But this is this well, is this is Sam's this, this was Sam's yes. problem actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of discussion. Uh-huh. This was his problem, mm-hmm. uh, which which is why it makes it so hard to put him in a box. For, but this for is why you can't yeah. blame no. that Delilah yeah. for the whole thing. Oh yeah, which, which you know, because you know he he made this choice yeah. and and he and it was a habit. Yeah, as I was saying, part of, the other part of the problem is as Steve said, it's not only is it slippery slope the culture, but we're all of the certain age where if we wanted porn, that meant a magazine hidden under our under our mattress, <laughs> not on a device in our hand that is literally 24-7 and pretty much anything you want. Mm-hmm. I know I've done some Google searches not for that mm-hmm. and had that come. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, no, right. close, 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 close. You know. Uh, all right, we're getting down to the end of the podcast. Uh, one of uh, final thoughts and um, uh, takeaways about Samson's legacy. Start with uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, um, folks, what did God want for Samson's life, and what does He want for all of our lives? Okay, uh, did God want Samson to find a wife? Okay, simple, simple question. I believe yes, because it fits in the Old Testament scripture. It it, it fits. In Genesis with Adam and Eve, it fits from way back. Uh, that is, if he's going to have relations with a woman, which he clearly did, we see throughout his life, uh, there should be a context to it to where he could control his lust, his desires, and that would be a marriage relationship. The <laughs> Lord blessed him. The Lord began to move on him. Verse 25, he became a young man. Did the Lord want Samson to find a pagan wife? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Judges 14, 1 through 3. Did the Lord want to tempt Samson with a pagan wife? No, absolutely not. Uh, New Testament tells us in James that, that God does not, God is not tempted by any lust or sin of any nature, and he will not tempt us. That's absolutely a cardinal rule. Did God want Samson to throw a wedding for his groomsmen of the Philistine men who were pagans? And again, y'all, the guys have mentioned to you that they worshipped Dagon. And, uh, and, and the answer to that is no, of course not. They were pagans. Dagon was their god. Now, a final, final point I want to make, and we've talked about this very seriously, and Steve has been pretty thorough about how you're going to deal with, with porn if you have a, 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 an uncontrollable desire uh, to to watch porn or invo- be involved with it, he said you can seek covenant eyes, uh, and he's named other things. And I'm going to go so far as to tell you, folks, ask some of your friends, ask some of your Christian friends. Many of them have had us have had problems in that area, and we had to learn to deal with it. That's going to be your best source. To me, the best source of counsel is always another guy my age or someone my peer who has experienced the problem, dealt with it, and had a victory over it. Anyway, so Bill, uh, 
great, great lesson. Excellent. Uh, Takeaway from you, Professor? Samson's a tragic figure. But Samson sets up history. Samson actually, the way he handled his conflict, he actually escalated the conflict with the Philistines to the point that it led directly to the need for the monarchy and the reign of David. And so he sets things up. And I think one of the lessons of Samson is God can use us with all of our faults and still make good in the long run out of it. And I would encourage people, take your rose-colored glasses off when you read Scripture. Samson is a great story that most people 150% misinterpret because they want to read, oh, he carried the gates off, and he looked at foxes, and they, they want to ignore the prostitute in Gaza, and they want to ignore his complacency regarding his Nazarite vows. You know, he, 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 Samson never took the time to construct his faith. He built his faith solely on, oh, I don't cut my hair, I'm strong and the Lord is with me. But he never took the time to really construct his faith until the very end. Excellent. And a takeaway from you, uh, producer Steve Titch. You can be involved in the right cause, but you can use the wrong methods. And, uh, Robert took most, most of the idea out of my, my summation. Maybe that's why we don't do Samson in Sunday school, because you start getting into the scripture and these questions come up, and he really isn't the, 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 the sunny, shining, golden boy, strong man hero. He's got a lot of problems. He's really, but that even makes him more worth studying because of those flaws. He's more like, uh, and I, I get threw out some examples last week, but you know this week is more like you know, Dirty Harry or uh, the more esoteric uh, Popeye Doyle and the French Connection. Um, not you know on the right side, is fighting for us out there. But when you really think about what he's doing, is he doing it right? Is he doing it properly? Is he doing it morally? Is he doing it in line with the what what God wants? And and we. We really find, I think uh, we've talked about, that Samson's very much very selfish, very proudful, very prideful. Ironically, I think he's blind to God's role in his life and doesn't learn that until he is actually truly blinded. He's a rogue agent, and he only really turns to God when he hits bottom. And so bottom line, there's hope for us all, but I think that's the most important part. And yeah, it's let's let's look at that strength and look at that look at that awesomeness but also look at how badly that gift was used yep excellent and with that uh, coming down to the end of podcast number 236 and uh, my final comment i just want to say if you don't read your press you won't believe your press and it's probably good for you self-discipline <laughs> uh and self-edit your life because if you don't someone else will. And with that, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. And once again, thanks to all our supporters and sponsors. And on behalf of producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshy, my name is Bill Cox. 
Hey, our one half hour TV show, No Church Answers, is now airing Saturday mornings on WYGA TV in Atlanta and will soon be available 24 7 on demand at Preach the Word Network TV.com. And just want to make sure that you know that if you're unable to attend church still, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there isn't one, start one. This man up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.